mean, because, you know, a bonus always good. <laughs> a little bit of extra something, something. Something. We've got to give people something. If I, if, uh, what is something that you would want everybody to know? I mean, what helps someone? I believe that tough love helps someone. If you're doing something in the nature of helping someone, even if you have to resort to tough love, it can still help. Tough love to a point. Um, where do you draw that line? There comes a point in time where even if you try tough love and it doesn't work, you have to walk the fuck away. Okay, so you're talking about at least walking away. Yeah. 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 If you'll notice, there's two of my homies that I no longer refer to as homies. And it's because at some point in time, I will cut your shit off for being fucking stupid. Yeah. I will try. I will do everything I can for you, and I will push. And there comes a point in time where at that point, if you lie straight to my fucking face, I'll walk the fuck away. And... I won't count shit about you anymore. Don't give a fuck. You're done. What comes What comes next, though? Does the trust get broken? What do you mean? Is there any of those that you don't cut off? That I don't cut off? That um, just causes a little bit of mistrust? I've had, well, I mean, there's always going to be times in friendships where it gets tested and shit like that. I mean, I've got I've got some homies that I haven't talked to for years that are still homies, and I've got some dudes. No, if I don't trust you, I don't fuck with you. I'm gonna put it that way, straight up. If I don't trust you, I don't fuck with you. And if, and then if you lose my trust, there's only two ways to eat it back. Which are? It, it's just there. There will be repercussions. Um, I'll tell you this. We'll, we'll tell you this because I know I know he won't mind me telling you this story. My boy Shane, right, dude. I've known him since I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was shit, 16, 17 years old, probably a little bit older than that. Um, me and my boy, Justin, one of the twins, uh, we're going down to Salt Lake to see these girls all the time. And there was this one girl, her name was Desiree. Not as fucking dude. I was sprung over her, bro. Mm-hmm. And, uh, me and him went up this one night to go hang out with Des and the other girl and shit like that. And it was all cool and stuff like that. And we came back the next day and, uh, we were supposed to go back up there. And I called up, and I got no answer. And I called her, and I got no answer. And then I called again, and her phone answered, but she didn't answer. Like somebody just like like they tried to hang up, but they actually answered. And I heard Justin, I heard Shane, and I heard the girls. Now I could see Shane's car parked at Justin's house because mm-hmm. he was right fucking next door. So I already knew they were together, and they were just blowing me off. Now I knew they were together. They were blowing me off, and they were up there with the girl that I was fucking sprung over. Okay. I was pissed. I was fucking lit. And this is this is in my in my super violent dumb shit fucking gothed out phase and shit like that. Where you would just hit a motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. No questions about it. And uh they come pulling into the driveway next door and I'd been outside in my front yard. Because at this point in time there was no those trees that are there and shit like that between the house next door and mine mm-hmm. weren't there. There was nothing. It was a straight fucking shot from my driveway to his. Okay. And I'm standing out there in my full trench coat about 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. So the only thing you can see is the sun, is the moon coming up over the mountains, the light on the corner that has me backlit, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all the light that goes from where I'm standing to their driveway. So all's, and Shane will tell you this, the only thing that he saw when he pulled in that driveway was my big ass standing there with a club. And I will tell you it's a club because it's a, it's a, 
baseball bat from the 1930s that the handle's about that long on, and then it goes, as soon as the handle stops, it swells up to about four inches around, and it's about that fucking long. It's a fucking club, and it weighs about 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there angry as fuck in my trench coat with that over my fucking shoulder, just staring at him. Like, they pulled in the driveway, and I'm locked on, and I'm walking with a fucking purpose. Both of them jump out the car. Both of them. One of them stayed. The other one, boom, bounced. He knew he fucked up, and he bounced, and he ran inside. Shane stood there. Shane said, they're like, oh, well, all right, I fucked up. I deserve it. Because they, they knew, because I had talked to her mm-hmm. before they got home. So they all knew. And Desiree was right there? No, she was. They she still lived up in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. And so they went up there to have a hot tub party with him and shit like that. Yeah, so Shane jumped out of the car and saw my big ass, fucking 285, with that fucking club on my shoulder, come walking with a fucking purpose. I was going to fuck somebody up. And Shane stood there. And I got about probably maybe this far away, about three feet. And he looked at me and was like, do it. I deserve it. And I was like, all right, we're cool. He's like, if you're willing to take it, that's fine. Me and Shane have been boys tight as fuck ever since then. Nice. That was the, And in one night, he lost and regained my trust in one fucking night. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, my boy, my boy Juan from Kansas, we, at the first, at the beginning of our friendship, we were always told from our parents because my mom and his mom worked at the beef packing plant. Yeah. And when they found out we were friends, they were like, um, we don't we don't want you guys hanging out. And we both were, what the hell? Why? Well, we just, we know that you guys want to be friends, but we want to be friends. And if something happens, we don't want to, if something happens between you guys, we don't want to take sides and shit. You know, like they were telling us straight oh, okay. out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and my boy Juan were just like, we don't have to worry about that. Like, we're not worried about fucking arguing or fighting or whatever and literally bro since that day till now me and him have not ever gotten into like some kind of big beef or whatever we've always just had we have our differences he's told me his shit i've told him my shit but not once has it ever just gotten to a argumentative type situation so you, you you never like straight up like fought one of your boys uh, other other guys, yeah. Like, uh, boy Eric, me and him threw down one time. I can't remember why. He was more mad at me just because of the people I was hanging out with. Yeah. He he was kept telling me there was a lot of my friends, bro. That were always telling me like, don't don't do this, don't do this. And and I I should have just listened. A lot of folks out there like he. Sometimes you tell your kids like you know don't listen to your friends. There's those times that you should listen to your friends. Yeah. And that was one of those times. I just, I started hanging out with the wrong crowd and I wasn't picking up the vibe that they were just like, no, you got to do this. You got to, you got to say that or whatnot. Like nobody was kind of edging me on with anything. So I just, me and him have not once gotten into like a big beef. And I don't, I don't think we ever will because we're already old now. <laughs> Save the beef till you're 75. And, and then really throw start, down. Throw, start fucking each other's hips and shit up. We have we have boxed, I want to say. I can't remember. No. Because we, we had a four kid ma- a boxing match at my house one time. We lived in a trailer. We had a grass uh, lawn yeah. right there in front and it was me kid named george and then juan garcia and juan my boy juan and like 
I can't remember who boxed who, but it was me first since it was my house. And I can't remember. I want to say I boxed uh, Garcia. And dude, he, boy could throw down. And then I got done. And then Juan uh, boxed George. Mm-hmm. And he fucking threw down. So both Juans were out there. And both of them just fucking boom, boom, just going to town each other. I'm just like, like, I thought they were actually really fighting for a minute. But yeah, they were just fucking getting down. But you could tell it's just... I, even that Juan, the other one, like, we've had our ups and downs and stuff and shit, but nothing crazy, (laughs) just sometimes social media beef or whatnot, but yeah, that other Juan, just, the one quick story I was going to tell you, like, just relaying back to that one time we were talking about um, all the stories, Uh, my football years, uh, my boy Pino. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was lined up. They had the, the coach put us in two lines, and they were going to give the ball to one lineman and or one person, and they had to run across the line. So basically it was either you get across the line yeah, with yeah, the yeah. ball or yeah, this yeah. guy tackles yeah, you. Yeah, the drills. Yeah. <laughs> My boy Pino, he's, he's got to be the tackler. Well, the kid Eric, a lot of us didn't really like this kid. He got the fucking ball. He's like, you ready? Like, and Pino's like, cool. Fucking, he get the ball and put his head down and started charging. And Pino fucking just, boom, fucking cracked him. All you hear is this, Aah! and he fucking goes back and slams on the floor. And everybody's just like, oh, shit, yeah, he fucked his neck up bad. And Pino just looked down, and he was just like, shouldn't have put your fucking head down, and walked off, and we're all, okay. Like, point Pino. <laughs> Don't drop your head like that. Drop your shoulder, not your fucking head. What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, that's good shit. But yeah, you know, want to just throw some bonus material down for you. I mean, it's you not going to be nothing crazy. Just... You, you going to do your two minutes with people? You want to give me a two minutes? You want me to give them a two minutes? You going to do your two minutes? I can tell a story, but when I tell this story, you're going to, I don't want people to get mad because it's like dark humor. But it's because I don't know how to portray it. <laughs> Are you suddenly worried about people getting mad at you now? No. <laughs> you know who I'd actually be offending if I did? Peter. Like that's who would be offended in the story. Is that a Mexican girl you know, or the actual P E T A, the actual animals rights folks. Okay, my two minutes comes now, comes forever, comes one, comes twice, comes more than here. But if I was to give you a two-minute story, imagine yourself sunset. You're out on a farmhouse, you know you. They don't notice you, but obviously you're not real. But you see this little boy walking around this home. It's like a trailer home. has the lift up, you know, you, underneath you have the wheels. He comes across and you see him look under the house. And as he's looking, he sees this little kitten. And, you know, the little boy, he's very intuitive. You know, he's trying to figure out what's going on here and there. But he goes to see this little kitten. The kitten's like barely born. You can tell it's starting to walk. You know, it still needs a mother's companion, a little gray and white fur, you know? So this kid goes down to grab this kitten and the kitten gets aggressive. It's like, ah, shh, shh. well, the kid doesn't really know if the kitten is trying to attack or defend or whatever. So the kid, instead of taking charge with it, he steps up and as he, he kind of stands up for a minute, looks down, gets mad that this little kitten was trying to be aggressive. So he takes his foot and whoosh, 
just starts smashing the cat, this little kitten, and just starts pushing on his face, on his body, just squeezing the fuck out of this cat, just mutilating this thing. Just You can tell this cat's suffering because this kid was like, no, I don't, I don't do this. And all of a sudden he just puts his feet off and you can see the cat is literally dying because of what he did. So then this kid turns around and he kicks this little kitten underneath the trailer. Cause he's like, oh, I, I felt like he was doing something good. And he walks away. You want to know what those two minutes were? My most fond memory of life. Thank you, David Koresh. Jesus Christ, man. 